0: Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to welcome you to Minute number 59 on a Friday. How you doing today, Brady? Doing good. Happy How a you? Happy to have this Friday. We're Sounds like right. we slipped into our radio voice there, like, Come to do the traffic on the nines. Hey, yeah, Brady, how's it on a Friday? I think I'm
1: just perpetually walking around with a radio voice. Yeah, well, hey, we, not cool. I
0: don't. I think you just kind of slip into it when you do a show like this. Or All of a sudden podcast. you find yourself like, uh, you know, like trying your inner inner radio that yeah. kid, guy voice comes Most out. Most of the yeah. time my voice is just cracking and
1: I'm walking around like this and everything and,
0: you know. So if we had a morning zoo time show or what's it called? Like zoo style, the morning zoo radio show. Yeah. Like what would our names be? Because usually it's a nickname and an animal. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So it would be like, okay, so you got red hair. So you'd be like carrot. And I'd be like, what kind of animal would I be? Let's see. Uh... The slow loris, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
1: exactly what I was thinking.
0: Welcome back to Z48 with Carrot and the slow loris. Oh, oh, oh. Bringing you traffic on the nines. Bringing you Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. Well, folks, welcome to Ghostbusters Minute. We're the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute, as we said there in the intro. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. Okay. <laughs> And today we have minute number 59 for you. So uh, in the previous minute, we saw Peter and Dana having an intimate moment that was interrupted by a demonic possession. We left with Vankman inspecting a floating Dana Barrett. At minute number 59, Vankman has crawled underneath Dana Barrett and is giving her a thorough look over. At 59.11, Vankman has sat down on Dana's bed and looks into her eyes. He asks her to please come down. Dana Shlazul responds by growling and frightening Bankman. At 59.13, we cut to a crane shot of Louis Tully running around the USS Maine Monument in Central Park, muttering about the Keymaster and the Destructor. Louis runs by a couple of guys playing a still drum kit. At 59.23, Louis moves into center frame position and begins to sniff around. At 59.27, the whinny of a horse can be heard off camera. As he hears the sound, Louis looks in the direction of the horse and says, Gatekeeper! At 5934, Lewis makes his way over to the horse and introduces himself as Vins Clortho, Keymaster of Gozer. Volgois Zidohar, Lord of the Sebulba, and then asks, Are you the gatekeeper? At 59.44, the coachman tells Lewis slash Vins that the horse pulls the wagon and the coachman makes the deals. At 59.47, Lewis slash Vins approaches the coachman and growls. His eyes glow a dull red. At 59.55, Lewis slash Vins tells the horse to wait for the sign and that all the prisoners will be released. He then runs off screaming that all will perish in flames. Thus ends minute number 59 of Ghostbusters. So... Uh, slow start to this minute very funny finish I think
1: yeah absolutely uh, and it has a neat little cameo from a guy who uh, was an up and coming comedian in New York at the time yeah it, tell me about that yeah he landed a spot in the movie he's the uh, coachman and the guy's name is Danny Stone yeah and if I don't know if you've ever seen it but he's uh, he's got some YouTube stuff up he has a uh, Rodney Dangerfield impersonation that you would think you're watching Rodney Dangerfield I mean it's amazing how, how close he gets it but uh so according, you know, a couple episodes ago, a couple minutes ago, um, I mentioned the Ghostbusters Supernatural Spooktacular. Yeah, um, a G- Ghostbusters Supernatural Spectacular uh, book that was adapted from the movie which goes into extensive detail about very minute things. Uh, it's but one of the things that it does address is the guy's name and he doesn't just have a first name, he has a first and second name is Jerry Lynz, <laughs> according to that book. So uh but apparently, the actor Danny Stone was incredibly nervous, and they had to take several takes because he was having trouble getting his lines out. But yeah, Danny Stone was born in 1956, and like I said, uh, got into comedy at the famous Comedian Store in New York City, and he did some voice work for the Miller Brewing Company and their commercials and everything.
0: Is it Comedian Store or the Comedy Store? Uh, I think I think you're right. It's a Comedian Store. I'm thinking of Comedy Cellar. It's a different place We're like, Lu- uh, Louis C.K.
1: and, uh, yeah, guys could perform. And after doing a voiceover and commercials for Miller, he landed a couple of movie parts, and one of them was Ghostbusters, and then, like, Police Academy and Miami Vice, which are all, like, you know, staples of the 80s. Uh, and sadly, he actually died last oh. year, April of uh, 2015. Mm. But, you know, he's one of the more, there's a lot of cameos in Ghostbusters, and he's uh, he's one of the, you know, funnier ones, I think.
0: That makes sense being like the New York comedy scene
1: that they probably found a lot of local
0: guys like that and tried to get Mm -hmm. them to work in the movie. This
1: is another one of those like all natural ties to New York City is, uh, you know, not just places and things like that, but people. Yeah, you know, who were who were around at the time? So, Danny Stone is a pretty funny little cameo in this movie. And speaking of, uh, you know, a local flair from New York City, the
0: statue that Louis Tully runs by—that's a monument to the USS Maine. It was built in remembrance of the men killed aboard the USS Maine when it exploded in Havana Harbor. And atop the monument is a pillar of the statue of, guess, take a wild guess.
1: I, hmm. uh,
0: I don't know. Okay, it's statue of Columbia. No kidding. Yeah, the same Columbia uh, that is the... The very first thing you see the in this movie. The very first thing you see in the movie is also... Uh, Columbia is the name of the production company that produced Ghostbusters and the name of the university where uh, the Ghostbusters actually taught at. So, interesting theme coming back there. Now, as we talked about in the first episode, Columbia was kind of this... Um, a Victorian-era goddess that represented uh, the United States and kind of American exceptionalism. and Well, you know, I don't even want to say American exceptionalism because I went and looked back at a lot of political cartoons of the day, and Columbia was very much in the full spirit of the United States. She was the protector of... Uh, you know minorities and things like that. Very, very progressive for her day. But when the Statue of Liberty came to the United States, we didn't really need Columbia anymore. So she kind of fell to the background. But I thought it was very interesting that this is the kind of the fourth tie-in with Columbia, at least the word you know that we have going on here. Uh, so. You know,
1: I'm wondering if that's coincidence or not. And I think very, it would, well, you, it might be because the. I don't know. yeah,
0: I don't know well, I don't know either because it's not a very famous monument in Central Park. In fact, I had a lot of trouble figuring out what, what this actual monument is because at first I thought it was a fountain because you can see there's like some fountain water and stuff like that, but no, it's a monument to the USS Maine. And I got to be honest with you, like I don't know anything about the USS Maine. I know about the Lusitania, you know I know about the monitor. You know, remember the monitor?
1: Yeah, obviously. But
0: the uh, USS Maine, I don't know anything about, but I didn't look that up. I just looked up the information on the statue and was kind of like, whoa, whoa, Columbia is atop that thing? Crazy. I don't know. Maybe we'll find the Columbia again in this whole thing before it's said and done with. Maybe. But, so uh, Lewis says something about the Lord of the Subulbia. Do you remember that? Yeah, he says. You know, he's talking about Gozer, and he mentions the the Sebulbia. Well, the Subulbia were a pre-Sumerian race of who worshipped Gozer. And in the 1985 draft of the Ghostbusters screenplay, it was noted that the architecture atop of five fifty 550, 550 Central Park West was Subulbian. So this was like a, uh, a a pre-Sumerian race in the Ghostbusters canon that worshipped Gozer. Uh, not something that not people that were actually al- alive, but you know, it's weird because they throw these things out just willy nilly in this movie. Like you know, the subulbia or, you know there were many shlo- shubs rose in the depths of the slur that day and things like that, that are just kind of this uh, random dialogue that Lewis Tully spits out, you know, and it's uh, it's never really delved into, but I thought that was pretty interesting. But.
1: You know, it's interesting that, and obviously that's got to be coming from Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that that stuff is in there, and I wonder how many people involved with the movie know about everything you just said. Like, does Bill Murray have, you know, any, any idea... What all that stuff is
0: I imagine you probably Pick some up by osmosis Just being around the set And hearing things Like Spade's catalog That's the kind of stuff When you're the actor You probably say to the screenwriter You know or the person Who's keeping the continuity In the script Like hey What's the Spade's catalog You know what's the uh, Tobin spirit guide And just kind of get A brief description of it So um, Yeah But yeah you know Sometimes I'm sure you're paid To come in and just say your lines And God bless him Rick Moranis is just spouting out All sorts of crazy stuff In this movie Another thing he says there Is a uh, Volgus Zildohar Do you remember him saying that? Yeah uh, that is, I thought that was like a phrase that the cult of Gozer had, like some sort of like introduction to each other. Like maybe they'd see each other and go like, Volga Dohar. It kind of sounds like, um, on Game of Thrones, oh, what is that? Uh, it's, uh, all men must die or something like that. And then the response is all men must serve. So I thought it was something like that, but apparently it's another name for Gozer. Huh. Volga Zildohar is, is a name for Gozer. So.
1: There
0: you go. Rick Moranis, it's crazy to think that he wasn't the first choice to play that character. I know. He was actually cast very late in the game. You know. I know. As we talked about, John Candy actually was uh, in the running to play Louis Tully and actually showed up on set. And I, did they shoot any footage with him? That I don't know. Christopher Stewart
1: could definitely tell you, probably. Yeah,
0: I, well, one of the reasons, apparently, that he, wasn't, uh, that he didn't go with it was there was a disagreement on the character of Louis Tully. He wanted to play him with a German accent and yeah. wanted to have two German shepherds with him. Yeah. And there was a disagreement because there was this dog iconography going on with Dana Barrett and Louis Tully you know with the terror yeah. dogs that they were kind of like mm, that's too many dogs maybe you don't, don't bring those dogs in and he kind of agreed to leave the movie I don't think it was anything like a big disagreement that led to him leaving because he does show up in the video in the music Ghost, video the music yeah
1: video, yeah so it's not like he has any hard feelings for this uh, no. property but he um, there's actually some storyboards he can find with uh, John Candy in them oh so wow really I think, yeah that was that was moving till pretty uh, late in the game yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think, you know, they just lightning in a bottle with Rick Moranis as Louis Stulley, so. Absolutely. Yeah, no, let's get the
1: hell out of let's here. Let's get the
0: hell out of here. Folks, have a great weekend. I'm Kyle. I'm ready, And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Mary.